Hello, everybody. We are those guys you hate. Welcome to the show that encourages you to be your best self by not being like us. My brother and I hopelessly search for nuance as we wade through wacky segments and crazy conversations. If you can withstand the insanity, you might actually learn something. Tyler, what are you going to be talking about on this week's episode? Ryan, on this week's show, I apologize to a billion people. I hope they accept. One by one? One by one. Okay. And did Barbara Walters defend pedophiles? It sure seems that way. <laughs> Evidence on that later. What about you, Ryan? Oh, Barbara. Um, Tyler, this week, sometimes the best advice we give to our kids is completely unspoken. And I have a true crime story that ends with an interesting plot twist. Hmm. So let's get into it. Future me, Tyler, mm. future me sometimes doesn't feel like the same person as current me. Do you know what I mean? That's because it's not, it's not supposed to. What do you mean? You're supposed to, we as humans are supposed to grow. We're supposed to learn from our mistakes and then change to be a better person moving forward. So if you are the same person you were a year, five years, 10 years ago, something has gone awry. And all of that is well and good. And what you're saying makes perfect sense. But I think so much more of future me than often is there when the time comes. Mm -hmm. If you ask me to do anything and it's a month out, I'm going to say yes. I'm going to tell you, yes, I don't, I'm a people pleaser. Yeah. I don't want to let you down. Hey, you want to go do this? I'm going to tell you yes. Yeah, that's a problem for future Ryan. Yes. <laughs> and then when future Ryan and current Ryan coalesce. What the fuck, man? <laughs> you ever do that? When it's sure. when the time has come for you to pay the toll on mm -hmm. something that, that past Ryan said he would do, it's like, what the hell? And, and I'm, I'm always completely caught off guard. Yeah. I'm like, what the hell is this? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And and very often I'm frustrated with myself and I and I'm I'm mad at past me. Yeah, uh, for me it's and I think a lot of people if you live past a certain age of experience this it is when I'm drunk I love making plans with people. Oh, oh bro, boy. bro, in a week we are so gonna climb that mountain, and then a week shows oh. up and I'm like, what the fuck was I talking about? There's some quote that uh, and I don't remember exactly what it is. It was like written by the bathroom at this bar that I used to frequent all the time, and it said. Uh, something along the lines of always do what you say you're going to do when you're drunk. That'll teach you to keep your big mouth shut. For sure. You know what I mean? And For sure. Yeah. Drunk, drunk me. Don't even get me started on yeah. that son of a bitch. Yeah. He's never been good to me. You can't listen to him. He was drunk. Yeah. <laughs> he is not to be trusted. Welcome to the show. Welcome to those guys you hate. Two guys that are to be trusted, I think, to some degree. To a degree. My co-host, Tyler. How are you doing today, my man? I'm doing very well, Ryan. Thank you for asking. I am so happy to see you. I am playing Hurt today and uh, past me last night. Drank too much, and Tyler is dragging my poor bloated carcass to the finish line. Are, mm -hmm. are you ready for it, Tyler? I, I'm ready. I'm Your ready. work is cut out for you. But before we do any sort of dancing on my, my grave, I would like to send a big... I, I know that we don't normally do this here, but it feels like the right thing to do for me. I would like to send a big... Wow! Congratulations! To... 
Mama Menendez. Oh, what'd she do? I don't know if you know this about Mama Menendez, Tyler, but there was a certain point in her life where she had cancer. Do you remember that? Uh, yeah, there was a, right. a decent amount of time where she was scared out of her wits. A nice little chunk. And that's tough. I, everybody who's listening to this, I would imagine in one way or another, uh, knows somebody is affected somehow with cancer. It is mm. just our, 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 our society is replete with it. Yeah. Why is that? <laughs> wow. That's a, that's a loaded question. <laughs> is it, is it the lead in the gas? Tyler? What's going on? I the would, hormones in the chicken. What's no, the deal? I don't think it's the lead in the gas because I don't think cancer rates were what they were back in the day when leaded gas was legal. I think it's, I do think it's the hormones in the chicken. I think it's the steroids we're putting into our food. And I think the it's medicines. It, it's all the, the yeah. it's all the foreign chemicals sure. we have to put into our food to keep up with production for sure. And, but damn, is that McDonald's cheeseburger so good? Worth it. I think so. Not my call, <laughs> but maybe um, she, well, I will just say very quickly. She went to the doctor uh, recently yeah. for the first time in 10 plus years. Uh -huh. The doctor said, you are 100% free. You yep. are, you're out. And for that, Mama Menendez, we give you a big old. Wow. Congratulations. Vaguely racist. Congratulations. The best kind. The best kind. And we, th well, that comes from a loving place. If mm -hmm. you think that's racist, maybe look into your own soul. Um, you keep you keep calling. You're the one who's saying it. I what did I say? All right, Tyler. Speaking of vaguely racist, okay. Uh, you do a segment where you say hello to somebody yes. from a different part of the world who has started listening to us. Where is this one from today, my man? Ryan, I meant to do this last week, and I simply. We simply did not have the time. It was a loaded potato of a show, and we just had so much to do. So this week, we are saying a very big hello to a billion people in China. Arigato? Sure. I don't know. Nailed it. This is the Chinese, excuse me, it's, last night is just fighting me inside. Yeah, yeah. Yep. Uh, Chinese national anthem. That's what YouTube says, so God, I hope so. I believe it. Ryan, Chinese civilization is one of the oldest surviving civilizations in the world. That's why I constantly say they're from the future, because they have lived so many generations more than we have. They have all of this what feels like ancient knowledge. Without a doubt, I even wrote that down. How we talk about how some people just seem like they're from the future. That's because certain cultures, as you just said, have been around for thousands of years. They're from our future, ostensibly. Exactly. Yeah, if that our makes sense. species future. Right. There you go. Now these people invented paper. That's how long they've been around. Paper. Wow, they just had a bet. You know, the thing is. So many of those inventions were, all the easy ones are already out of the way. You know what I mean? They <laughs> got all that. Yeah, you mash up a little pulp, you know, like, come on. I gotta done that. I think you simplified that a little uh, bit uh, too uh, much. Are there other steps? <laughs> are there other steps? You put three holes in it, it's fucking fine. Get a tree, you got some paper. I, and, and I respect your culture very much, but come on. Yeah. Come on. Silk, tea, gunpowder, all of it. Yeah. Yep. Fireworks. Yes, yeah, yeah. gunpowder. You you needed fire. You needed gunpowder and fireworks. I, I just wanted to be part of sure. it. I apologize. <laughs> so, no, that's okay. <laughs> Other was, types of gunpowder. They did do fireworks. Now, yeah. next up, a very interesting fact, and I and I think um, I think most people know this fact, but I always find it wildly fascinating. Pandas, Ryan. They invented pandas. I mean, kinda. Sure. 
Uh, they're freaking adorable. Yeah, they are. Although they seemingly have, at least based on every video I've ever seen online, they have terrible self-preservation instincts. What do you mean? They'll uh, just like walk off a cliff? Yeah, or or just like after, like, you know, when they're taking care of, uh, of, of pandas and the mom will have a cub, they'll just hand it some bamboo and the mom will just let go of the cub and the, and the handler will just grab it from her. <laughs> no. <laughs> and, and isn't there some sort of thing, and perhaps I'm stepping on your dick here, mm-hmm. where China owns pandas. God damn it, Ryan. <laughs> the thing is, Tyler... <laughs> We've hung out for so long, we know what each other knows. You know what I mean? And we're both uh, know-it-alls. You know what? I wrote this. I'm fucking reading it. I don't care. I didn't say anything. (laughs) Let's not fight on air. (laughs) However, (laughs) did you know that all the pandas in the world belong to China? I did know that, actually. God damn it. So so you're basically like renting pandas from China, right? You can't own a panda. That's exactly right. Yeah, they, they can't be shipped out anywhere unless the receiving country agrees to one day return them to China. And why do you think that is? What do you think the purpose of that is? Because their natural habitat is a specific region of China. Like they can only be found in China. So since they already have them, they're holding all the cards. So they're basically saying, hey, we'll give them to you for your zoo or for whatever, but you gotta give them back. Yeah. It's it's a national pride of theirs. And it's not like a power move. Oh, sure. Everything China does okay. is a power move. That's what I thought. Of course. I just want to hear you say it. Yeah. And <laughs> you're trying to get me in trouble. Yeah, I'm just saying. And for the final fact, which personally I find unbelievably interesting, the Terracotta Army, Ryan. Love that. Unbelievable. Love that. Now, I know I know you've heard of this, obviously. Tell the people what you know about it. Don't worry about dick stepping. Just go ahead. Well, you asked me. So you walked into this That's one. also true. It is they found buried... Um, I, I just know kind of the visual of it. I, I don't know precisely the story behind it, but thousands and thousands of terracotta soldiers, mm-hmm. right? Which is, you think of like the, the, the tiles on your roof, like those orange barrel tiles, mm-hmm. that's terracotta. And they're not real people, right? No, no, right. no, no. They're ceramic, basically. Right. right. And it was it was an army of statues that was discovered in 1974 outside the city of Xi'an. Now, they were created for China's first emperor, Qin Shi Huang. The reason it's what? called Qin Shi Huang. Okay. That's, that's, that's his name. Just making sure that we're all on the same page the here. The reason. Vaguely racist. The re- <laughs> that's his fucking name. Okay, if you say so. <laughs> Hateful, hateful man. <laughs> the reason, I'll just call him Steve. Yeah, the, the, that's what his friends call him. The reason it's called an army is, as you just alluded to, is due to the fact that there are over 8,000 statues. And not only that, each one was individually handcrafted. So no two statues look the same out of more than 8,000. Yeah. And the reason they were made. I was going to ask, yeah. Was to escort Mr. Huang into the afterlife as he believed he was going to rule there after he died. I mean, talk about an ego. Yeah, yeah. I uh, That is crazy, and th- that's one of those... I mean, talk about a historic discovery, right? Uh, unbelievable. Yeah. And they're still, decades later, searching that area for whatever else they can find. Who knows? You that's know? really interesting. It, it's like the pyramids of Egypt. There are still secrets out there that we just haven't found yet. And that idea of just being a pharaoh or being a leader and and needing to take your ego 
into the next world. I find it really interesting. I mean, at that point, it's so large. You basically have to bring it with and you. And I would like, I think that I would like that. Sure. <laughs> you? I think I would like that. Uh, yeah. You're going to run such a great cult one day. Oh, you have no idea. <laughs> Those are not going to be terracotta. Those are going to be real people. There, there are cases of people being buried with their slaves and the people who if you I remember correctly, under them. that was Egyptian. That was a Pharaoh's uh, tradition. They were that's, buried with their slaves. That's that's worrying, right? Is it like you know you're you're there, you're working in the pyramid, and all of a sudden you hear the Pharaoh like, <coughs> like oh, "Fuck, we gotta get out of here!" Oh shit, COVID. Yeah, it's it's a sacrifice where you're gonna live the high life, but you know the end is gonna be terrible. Yeah, I think back then life wasn't all it was cracked up to be anyway. <laughs> sure. And China. I'm sure after all this, this will be our last show before yeah. our, your filters get us. Welcome to the Menendez family. We are very happy to have you. I love that. The idea that people have listened to us in China is incredible. It was, And it was a multitude of people. It was really awesome I to see. I love that. And, yeah. and what about something else that you didn't say? What about panda sex? What do you know about panda sex? Uh... I don't know. Because there's such a small, we can reveal, because there's such a small amount of pandas in the world, mm -hmm. there is a lot to be done uh, with trying to make them copulate, with, with make them have offspring, which is not very easy to do. Interesting. Zookeepers have gone as far as to put on panda porn to get the pandas in the mood to have babies. Oh, they're just like us. I love a good uh, panda video when I'm get, trying to get in the mood. And there's nothing weird about that at all. At all. Welcome, China. <laughs> <laughs> Let's do the unhappiness indicator. Now, what the unhappiness indicator is, just a way for us to talk about, you know, mental health, and it's kind of like the depression index, but different. Kinda. So, <clears throat> what I want to talk about this week, something really nice happened to me, and it really brought me a very warm spot. And I won't tell you where that was, but I was it was it was just a fleeting moment that really brought me happiness. And what it was, I was driving in my car with my son, and my, my son is going to be 16 years old on on the 23rd. I'm, Wild! It's crazy, isn't yeah. it? Grown ass man. I'm flying. I, I tell people this all the time. Well. It's weird to say, but he's he's got armpit hair, which is just weird that I have a biological man. Wait till he gets a facial hair. Uh, it's it's on its way. Yeah. So, what's just so interesting to me is these these subliminal messages and and these things that we send our kids that we don't even know that we're giving off. So much of of what we give to our kids are unspoken. It's just the way that you live your life. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. At 15 or 16, I would be interested to know what kind of, what what I, what I my true thoughts on being a man were, you know? So we're talking, he's telling me about one of his friends, and, and I really try to listen to him. When he's telling me about all these mundane things that happens in his life and all that stuff, I really try to take interest. I really try to connect with him there, you know? Mm -hmm. And so he's telling me about this kid that he's like best friends with. He was dating a girl, and they broke up. And he just, and I said, well, well, what happened? You know? And he's like, he just didn't like her anymore, blah, blah, blah. Okay. So he's giving his friend advice and he said to him, hey, at least you were honest with her. At least you, at least you told her the truth and didn't string her on. Without a doubt. And I got it, dude, that made me so proud. Yeah. The idea that my 15, soon to be 16 year old son wasn't, he's not, he doesn't have this vibe of like, yeah, just bang, you know, and obviously I'm doing a thing here, but sure. yeah, banger, you know, do, do whatever you have to do to just keep yourself happy. 
the idea that my 15 year old son is giving people advice like that, it made me emotional. Like I feel it right now as I'm talking to you. It sounds like you haven't done your due diligence as a father and taught- I'm gonna fix that pussy. And taught him how to lie. <laughs> I think- when nah, that, that's beautiful. It really is beautiful and I can feel it as I'm sitting here talking about it. Sure. Um, it's pride as a parent. Uh, truly. Yeah. And I think at 15 and 16 years old, I had, and, and well beyond that, I had the opposite mm. attitude where it was, I think in some way, not to tear anybody down, I think in our family maybe there was this idea of men get women and men, uh, you know, Without I, a doubt. I'm not a player, I just crush a lot. I couldn't think of anything else. And, and I'm not a player, I just crush a lot. Do you know, you know the song? Uh, no, I have no idea. Yeah, oh. Salute to you, my boy. And the idea that that is underneath then that that is in his psyche truly made me proud. Yeah. What's, what's your general thoughts on that? He's, I mean, the thing is it's unfair, uh, not unfair, but I know him personally. So I would say in the general sense, anytime you as parents are teaching the next generation how to be good, how to be kind, how to be honest and, and how to communicate, which is very important, uh, is a great thing. Uh, on a personal level to look at him and see what a good dude he is, to see what a good guy he is, it really makes me filled with pride that I'm at the very least a part of his family that I am related to him. Well, I think, <clears throat> I'm fighting through something here, mm -hmm, Tyler. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I think he sees the way that we communicate, the way that we always have. I think of the house during COVID where it was the three of us in there and it just was such a vibe. Yeah. Like we're very decent to each other. We're very kind to each other mm -hmm. and uh, Truly makes me proud, man. Like I, I wish that there had been more of a, what's the word that I'm looking for? More of a, uh, I wish that I had more of that feeling when I was that age. Oh, sure. But I mean, but because you didn't, you probably may not have been able to pass on these lessons You're right. uh, to him because you've gone through the, dare I say, the worst of dishonesty and lying and not. Nah, I think there's another level for no, me. No, no, sure, sure. But I, you know what I mean. <laughs> I Just get deeper. Going through going through a bad time yeah. and being selfish and, and dare I say, arrogant and egotistical. I think. Okay, relax. I, I think all, no, I was going to say, I think all, <laughs> all three of the Menendez brothers were like that. Too many synonyms, Tyler. <laughs> and because we went through that, we've yeah. now come out the other side and can tell the, the newer generation, dude, you don't want to go through what I went through. It was awful. But you know, the, and, and I'll wrap it up because we're going to go to break here. The thing is, is that I think that even the people who taught us, they thought they were doing their best. I always worry. Sure. Am I going to look back on this at some point? And while having, you know, the best ideas at heart, am I doing the wrong thing? Being a parent is scary. Everything you do creates a fetish. You know what I mean? <laughs> Every fucking thing you do, you know? Well, I would like to go down my list of fetishes with you and you tell me where they came oh, from, please. That was me. <laughs> yep. The toenail biting thing. That's me. Oh, that one's mom. All right. Let's. Uh, <laughs> all right. Should we go to break? Let's take a break and let me fucking heal up. Hey, everyone. If you're anything like us, you struggle with depression, anxiety, isolation, or any number of things that hold you back in life. Or do you procrastinate a little too much? Maybe you've had trouble with self-control or even just going through a tough time. Regardless of whatever it is you're going through, therapy can help. For me, Ryan, it's completely changed the way I deal with my problems. Even the relationship with my own thoughts have improved dramatically. And that's why we're excited to tell you about today's sponsor, BetterHelp. BetterHelp's mission is to make therapy more affordable and more accessible. And this is so important to us because finding a therapist can be really hard, especially when you're limited to the options in your area. 
BetterHelp is a platform that makes finding a therapist easier because it's online, it's remote, and by filling out a few questions, BetterHelp can match you up to a professional therapist in as little as a few days. It's easy to sign up and get matched with a therapist. Go to betterhelp.com slash those guys or click on the link in the show's description. Clicking on that link not only supports us, but supports you. And we want to support you too by giving you 10% off your first month of BetterHelp to connect with a therapist and see if it helps you. Finding the right therapist is so important. Someone that you really connect with. And BetterHelp has made that easier than ever. Switching therapists until you find the right one without having to worry about insurance or any additional fees. You know, Tyler, when I first had my son, I felt so many emotions that I had never experienced in my life. Therapy really helped me figure out what was going on. Well, that is betterhelp.com slash those guys. Help the show by supporting the people that help us. Those guys. Does anybody look at Bob Marley and be like, you fucking pothead? Like, why don't you do something with your life? That guy believes that marijuana brought him to spiritual revolution. Yeah, but he thought that and, and preached that while doing something with his life. You hate. It's hard to look at somebody who smokes weed all the time and say, do something with your with your life when you're like the biggest reggae star on the planet. Ah, what'd he do? Sit on his freaking porch and just wait for his toe to kill him? He was, well, Jesus. No, he, no, Jesus, it was his hands and feet. He was, good God, man. <laughs> no, God was the one who said no, that. Stop yes, talking. Yes, you're right. You're stop right. Talking. You're right. You're right. You're right. Those guys you hate. Give me a red circle just for fun. Oh, red circle. And we are back, Tyler. We are back. How am I doing? Am I doing okay? You're doing great. I'm feeling very self-conscious right now. Other than, uh, you know, the frogger you have in the back of your throat, you're doing great. I have had something in my throat for like a year and a half. What's going on? I don't know. Aging and, and, and aging. Sure. Yeah. Is Ryan doing crack? Um, yes, he is. I'm feeling self-conscious. I, I, right now you and I are at an epicenter of, we, we want to change the show. We want to do a better job with the show. I want to bring more intensity. I want to give this thing more focus. And last night I went out, I partied and I am sorry. I'm sorry. I, I, I mean, we're here doing it. And so far, I think it's been a great show. Okay, so okay. there's nothing to apologize for. I'm feeling self-conscious, Tyler. And I appreciate yeah, you being you, so nice. You're doing all right. Okay. And, and really, the fact of the matter is, now that Podcast Granny is involved, I'm just fucking afraid of her. She yelled at me the other night, and yeah. I, just, I don't want to disappoint her. You yeah. know what I mean? She's, she's scary. She, she's intense. Yeah. yeah. All right. Kind of what we need, though, to be honest with you. I know. Yeah. I, but man, do I hate my comeuppance, <laughs> Tyler. I'm going to do a segment that we have not done in a long time. All right. I'm going to do a true crime story, but I'm going to tell it under the wrapping of... Don't kill. But when you do. That's good imaging right there. I like it. Um, Don't kill, but when you do. The idea of this was we were talking to our fans and we were telling them, hey, we know you're going to murder at some point. Yeah. So here's just some some tips so you don't get caught. And Ryan was on a Dateline kick and he was just listening to all the episodes again and again. And he would get tips of how people messed up. Yeah. And he would like to impart that knowledge onto you. But don't kill. But when you eventually but when do, you do. Yeah, yeah. Um, it was like true crime told in reverse. Mm-hmm. So now I have a true crime story here that ends. Obviously, we don't want you to kill. Don't kill. That's bad, right? Probably for the best. G- generally speaking, yeah. nine times out of ten, don't kill. Mm-hmm. But every now and then, 
I hear something that I, I just, I had never heard of this before. So I want to tell this story. There's a little bit of information here. So I don't, I, do, Tyler, help me not make this dry, okay? Okay. I got this information from Cora, and the the author, his name was Jason Hetrick. I just want to make sure that I chart all my, my, my sources. Here. Okay. I'm going to tell you the story of Zach Bowen and Addie Hall. Now, Zach was 17 years old when he got a woman 10 years older than him pregnant, mm, okay? It's a tough situation. Why do you say that? Well, first of all, depending on what state you're in, that's pedophilia on the woman's part. Fair enough. And having a child at 17 is really difficult. Children have, having children. You haven't even matured yet. You yeah. don't even know how to parent yourself, much less another life. You are not wrong. Then they got married, they had a second child, and he joined the military in order to support the family. A lot of people, especially people in bad situations, end up you know, joining the military just to stay afloat. Sure. A couple conspiracy theories there. What do you mean? I won't get into them. What do you mean? Well, just you know, keeping parts of the society down so that they'll have to join the military and sure. bolster our numbers. Operation Human Meat Shield. Just saying. So, and, and not unlike a lot of these different things, uh, uh, you hear these stories all the time, he comes home a broken man. I mean, the, the horrors of war, I can't even wrap my mind around it. No. So he leaves his family and he goes, where does a broken man go, Tyler? In this world, where does a broken man go? To a bar, I would imagine. New Orleans, Tyler. I feel like you're right. I feel like you said, accidentally said the right thing. I was 50% right. I, I mean, what is New Orleans other than a, a bar for broken men? Bar and a bathroom. He meets Addie Hall, where they both become bartenders, Tyler. Ah, yes. No better way to get over your crippling addiction of alcohol than to become a servicer of, of such. And, and... Also, massive amounts of cocaine. Okay, which also supports the alcohol. That's exact. Well, I mean, you could drink so much more. From yeah. what I hear, from what I hear. <laughs> so this is exactly at the time where Hurricane Katrina hit Ooh, New Orleans. That, and, that and, timing. And hit them hard. Yeah. And it just devastated the area. Oh, yeah. So these two, as you can imagine, are kind of uh, very uh, specific type of people. They were... Right at home, living off the grid, they had no electricity, they were bartering goods and drugs and thriving in conditions that I assume you and I would consider to be unbearable. Yeah. So, it's when life returned to the city. See, I, I didn't know any of this information. So, when Katrina hit, I knew about the levees breaking, I knew about it all being underwater, mm -hmm. but so what? It just shut New Orleans, I know so many people got relocated, mm -hmm. it just shut New Orleans down for how long? How long did, I, I know I'm putting you on the spot no, here. No, I, I mean, it was it was practically months afterward, and the the to go in and fix everything, they, I mean, honestly, there's still parts of the city that are still yeah. fucked up from that, and they went in and just fixed Bourbon Street. Because that is the tourism spot, and the rest of the city was basically left to fester on its own. And Tyler and I have been there recently, and fester on its own, it has done. Mm -hmm. We love you, New Orleans, and, and especially the inhabitants of New Orleans. You scared us. But the, oh, <laughs> that guy lying on his back flicking people off for days at a time, I respect you, and I hope I never see you again. Agreed. So when life returned to the city, the electricity came on, that is when their problems arose they had some sort of like uh they everything was working for them there in that mad max kind of place mm -hmm. it's when life went back that they ah. started to have problems yep. they were drinking doing drugs constantly fighting and breaking up every other day sure. you, you ever have a relationship like that tyler without a doubt yeah are you talking about me no okay no no kind of so zach 
became, she was dancing at a strip club, which can be pretty tough for a relationship, I would assume. That's a lot of angles to throw in a, in a relationship. A lot of curveballs. Oh, I got another one for you. He began cheating on her with a guy. Okay. Okay. Keeping your options open. <laughs> and holes. Yeah. Um, now here's the problem. Addie, known homophobe. Disgusted her. Okay. Yeah. 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 That's is, that. That that'll make it tough for sure. The cheating not great. Cheating not good for a relationship. Cheating with somebody who the other person in your relationship has bigotry towards even worse. I don't know why, but I love the word bigot. I really do. I I, I don't love the action. Sure. The word bigot. It just, just the way it sounds. You know how like some words gross you out. Mm-hmm. Bigot to me, I I like it. Mm, we're, we're bringing it back. We're making it a good thing. That's shenanigans for me. <laughs> You're bigoted shenanigans. So Addie tried to kick him out. Zach uh, resisted. You know, you got into one of those things. So she started humiliating him and yelling out homophobic comments at him, calling him the F word. And he was pleading with her to stop. Yeah. He is begging her to stop where this whole thing escalated and escalated. He finally snapped and he strangled her to death. Tyler strangled her to death. Yeah, Yeah. 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 So. For almost two weeks, her decaying corpse laid in that apartment. One of those second story, I assume they had a wrought iron banister on their patio, laid in that apartment while he drank and did drugs and and told all of his friends that she left him. Yeah. Okay? Yeah, yeah. I, I can't even imagine, bro. Like, I, I cannot imagine the, the pressure and the worry and all of that stuff where you're just, you're, you're counting down the days until you get caught. The shame, all of that stuff has got to be just a powder keg. There have been days where I have just felt like not going into work and the anxiety that followed me throughout the day of worrying about getting caught playing hooky. When you killed one of your grandmothers for like the 50th time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I killed a lot of like like ancestors and whatnot without but a doubt. But when you do. But, but, but the anxiety that followed me just from that. Yeah. To know that there is a decaying body 10 feet from you at all times. Yeah. I cannot even begin to fathom what that must feel like. When I was a when I was a cheater, uh, I always had that kind of like is today the day vibe mm-hmm. on my shoulders and that'll age you, bro. That'll kill you. Without a doubt. Stress stress kills, man. Stress kills, man. Stress kills. That's why I don't give a shit about anything. Yeah, and that's why I strangle everybody. <laughs> yes, daddy. Can't get in trouble if there's no witnesses. <laughs> Um, so on like the 12th day after his murder, he went to a rooftop bar, got hammered and jumped off the top to his death. Okay. Because it just wore him out. Yeah. Yep. Yep. This is where, uh, this is a story that could be told a million times. The police found a note in his pocket. Uh, uh, Was it Dahmer who was taking Jeffrey Dahmer taking a uh, shower standing on corpses because he just ran out of places to, you know, to do it. Mm -hmm. So, the police found a note in his pocket that indicated that he had taken his life because he had taken Addie's life and then told them where they would find her, mm-hmm. okay? And this is the twist that I'd never heard before. They walk into the house, and the whole house is spray-painted in black spray paint with cryptic instructions and arrows pointing to, like, giant pots sitting on his oven. Oh, boy. The stove had the words, don't look inside, sprayed on it. Well, okay? now I got to look in. It's, it's like, I have to. It's like, don't push this button. You got to push of the course, button. Of course, I need to figure out what happens. Now, this is the thing. Officer opens the lid on the first pot, and he sees skin and hair peeling off the skull of Addie's head. Um, what, what do you think that feeling is going in, knowing you're going to lift the pot and knowing something truly horrible? What's in the pot? 
Yeah. And and uh, really an answer. another pot. Uh, well, they they knew they were going to find a dead body. They did not expect to find this. So yeah. it's got to be. I cannot imagine the trauma that this does to these police officers. So so he decapitated her post mortem and then tried to cook her in the oven. Cooked her head. Cooked her head in a pot. Do you think um, he was trying to like liquefy the remains or I'll, something? I'll tell you. Oh, okay. Another pot. Addie's hands and feet in her oven. What I assume baked to perfection. Uh, <laughs> Was was her legs? Little shepherd's pie. <laughs> <laughs> her torso was in the refrigerator, and this is it. There's no sign that Zach was eating her. Leftovers. He was probably attempting to avoid the smell of decomposition yeah, 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 yeah. by cooking her. Yeah. And that is the reason why I am telling you this story, is I had never heard of anything like that because like we said with John Wayne Gacy with Jeffrey Dahmer with all of these notable killers one thing that'll get you is the is the smell of decomposition yep. the smell of of a decaying body throw a little parsley on that bitch man sure. don't kill but when you do sure. zhuzh it up <laughs> Throw a little house party. Turn on the cooking channel. How? <laughs> Rachel Ray, you glorious bastard. Um, how has nobody ever thought of this before? Uh, it, I mean, probably because it fucks you up. Sure. Yeah, you, at, at some point you have to throw yourself off a rooftop yeah. bar. Maybe that's why. And not, not only the stress of what you've done, but now, unless you're a total psychopath, and this man clearly wasn't, sure. the very act of dismembering a corpse... I can't even begin to fathom how that would fuck you up in every way possible. It, this sounds like bullshit, but I mean it. I don't think that I could. I mean, I know I could. I couldn't butcher a cow. No. I, I, it's just not for no. me, man. Mm -hmm. Like, I don't need to see the innermost workings of things. I don't want to go hunting. I don't want to. No. I don't, I don't want to cut up an animal. I don't want to take anything's life, no. man. No. I, I, I try not to kill mosquitoes. That's just that's just my vibe. It's just sure. how I am. I mean, I'll eat them if they're already dead. Mosquitoes? Sure. Whatever. <laughs> yeah, whatever. Give me that boot. <laughs> And so that's the story of, I, I have a picture of them if you want to see it, Zach Bowen and Addie Hall. That's, I, that's tragic. It is tragic. It's, tragic. it's terrible. And it's yeah. also, I, I, I imbibe a lot of true crime. Never heard that one before. Without a doubt. And, and amongst all the trauma experienced in that scenario, you throw in copious amounts of not only alcohol, but cocaine. That'll addle your brain to a certain level where, of course, he threw himself off a building. I Absolutely. Mean, of, of course he did. And, and it just really, really, over time, especially as you're doing more and more and more, makes you so paranoid. It makes you believe the worst things in your mind. Absolutely. From what I've heard. <laughs> uh, and it is, that's, again, that's these things where it is... You're just you're just counting down the days till you just can't take it anymore. Yeah, without a doubt. All right, we're getting ready to run long, so let's do week in review and we'll get the fudge out of here, let's Tyler. Do it. <laughs> we have fun. Yeah. Tyler, on some episode we had discussed a segment we did way back in the day where I made music for well, I didn't make music, I found music for Ask a Fat Guy. Okay. Did I find it? That is correct. Wanna hear it? Sure, please. Now I'll play it and you go ahead and you give me yours, I'll play it underneath. Ah, that's right. I do remember this. Ryan, last week we talked about Corey Feldman trying to out pedophiles in Hollywood. Did Barbara Walters give him the business? That is correct. 
I'm saying that there are people that were the people that did this to both me and Corey yeah. that are still working, they're still out there, and they're some of the richest, most powerful people in this business. And they are And they do not want me saying what I'm saying right now. Are you saying that they're pedophiles? Yes. And that yes. they're still in this business? Yes. Wow. That's what, yeah, and that's what you were saying wow. in your book. When you that's talk you to, talk about. Yeah. when no. you talk to and parents, they want me here right now. Trust Corey, me. They want there, me dead. there are a lot of parents out here yeah. who want to put their kids in this in this business. They, their kids are cute. They're great actors. Da, da, da. What would you say to a parent who just has the best of intentions who's coming here with their child? Mm -hmm. If um, you're saying that there's a lot of predators in this industry. It's a many feathered bird. Okay? Be careful what you wish for. That's what I'll tell you. You know, don't go into it with naivety. Don't go into it thinking that it's all roses and You're sunglasses and You're damaging an entire industry. I'm sorry, I'm not trying to. That... I'm just trying to say that. What the fuck, Barbara? What, you're damaging an entire industry if they are pedophiles, then they absolutely deserve to be damaged. You are really bottoming out the whole pedophile industry, Corey. <laughs> um, you're, you're, you obviously didn't just get the audio. You were looking at the video of that. Yes, of course. He he has, and I guess understandably so, he has the vibe of like a little kid coming to tell their parents that they've done something wrong. Like that was a very hard video for me to watch a just looking at him. Absolutely. While and this, completely supporting him, of course. Of course. And this is a person who has been in Hollywood since he was three years old. He never got a chance to have a childhood, a real childhood. He and I are the same age. I grew up at the time of the Corys. Yeah, 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 exactly. And so he gets on there, and her response is, you're damaging an entire industry. What, what do you what, think? What, what are you talking about? What do you think that is? Like, what do you think is at the heart of that? I would assume trying to defend this world that she happens to be a part of. Not not pedophilia, but Hollywood. She, of, but of, she's- Of celebrity. Yeah, I guess, especially at that time, she was, you know, Hollywood royalty. For sure. But she was- an investigative reporter. That was her, that's what made her famous, yep. if I'm not mistaken. And it seems a little strange that this is a uh, what could be one of the biggest stories in the history of ever, and sh her response is not, man, I gotta get to the bottom of this. It's, hey, 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 why are you bringing this up? Shh. Like old Kevin Hart with the finger over the mouth. Yeah, exactly. Was she on the flight log, Barbara Wawa? I don't think so. Hmm. I didn't, I've never heard the name on Muy there. Muy interesante. Yeah. All right, Tyler. That's uh, ugh, that's depressing. Di that's disturbing. Depressing. It, it really is. And I, that that was a. If you're watching the video, you look over to the right. Nick Offerman is sitting there. He's <laughs> like, "How about that local weather we're having?" It, yeah. it was so strange to see yeah. Nick Offerman. I'm like, "What is he doing there?" And it's just so crazy. You see that. You see Britney Spears. What she's going through. Yeah. And, and 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 you see some of these people who have been in Hollywood since they were little kids, and they seem. Quite damaged. Yeah, who get passed around like a charity plate at a church, man. They're being handed off to all these people. I cannot even begin to imagine what kind of abuse Britney Spears went through when she was a teenager. I can't even imagine. No. Yeah. Don't say a charity plate at church. Do not do not lump pedophilia and the church together, Tyler. <laughs> God no, who would do that? <laughs> I made a terrible joke last week about Forrest Whitaker's eye. <laughs> Multiple times. I, I mean, just, Multiple it's, times. It, it, it's, <laughs> Sometimes I don't like what's staring back at me when we listen to this back. Um, did I find out what happened? That is correct. I mean, it's not super interesting. Okay. He has an eye condition called PTOSIS. Ptosis? Nailed it. it. It's just a weakening of the muscles that control the eyelid. I'm going to ask a real question. Do you think that that has helped his career? It's very, uh, it's very specific to him. For sure. Yeah. Uh, I mean, he's an amazing actor. And I, guess, I guess it gives, gives him a... 
uh, a unique look. Yeah, I guess. Yeah. And and uh, my deepest apologies. I'm sorry. Sometimes I'm a dick when I'm going for the show. Yeah, I mean, I, sometimes I'm a dick when I'm going for the joke. Yeah, I mean, it's kind of funny. Ryan, last week we got to see a Nokia phone get flattened by a hydraulic press. Good times. Yes, yes, it was. In the process, did we prove to the world that when it comes to math and science? We don't know what the fuck we're talking about. That is correct. We got to get a no in here somewhere. That's true. That's true. Um, did did you by any chance speak to street producer Lenny? No. Because he was just demolishing us. He said, you two very rarely sound that stupid. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We yeah. just totally fucked it up. Sure. You go ahead and tell me and I'll, I'll look up his text. Sure. First of all, you asked me what a hydraulic press is. And I said <laughs> it was a machine that uses air to crush Woo! things. It uses liquid. Yeah. A pneumatic press uses air or gas. Yeah. Also, I said that it applied 88,000 pounds of pressure before the phone buckled under the weight, yeah. which was accurate. However, you and I both said in unison that that equated to 44,000 tons. It's 44 tons. I didn't. 88,000 divided by 2,000 is 44. Is it 44 or he says four, 440? No, it's 44. It's uh, 80 it's 88,000 three zeros and 2,000 three zeros which negate each other. It's 44 to 88 divided by 2 which is 44. I would like to be on the record here as saying I have no opinion on what the number we is. We both agreed on nah, it. Nah, that doesn't sound like me. Oh, we can review again. Street producer Lenny, hydraulics work with liquids not air. Uh, and then it says such high pressures can be achieved because liquids are incompressible. 440 tons, not however many Tyler said and then finally Nokia doesn't make razor cells. Motorola did. Ouch. Yeah. Yeah, that's a full burn on us that we deserve. Yeah. We're yeah. not that yeah. smart all the time. Yeah, hey, Lenny. Hey, Lenny. How about you contribute to the show a little <laughs> bit more than just naysaying everything, Mr. Naysayer? <laughs> that's what he's good at, though. Tyler, I asked last week, can you die from smelling salts? No. That is correct. Yeah, you no, can. you can't. From poisoncontrol.org, while smelling salts are generally safe when used as directed, prolonged inhalation may result in permanent lung damage or death. I mean, if you just held that up oh, to your face, yeah, it I would mean, kill that, you. That, that's fair. Sure. I mean, yeah. Or if I you mean, swallowed it and choked on it. <laughs> sure. Yeah, I mean, if you, yes, what you're saying is if you replace oxygen with whatever it is you're smelling out of there. Ammonia. It will eventually kill you. We yes. don't recommend it. But when you do. <laughs> don't suicide, but when you do. Uh, I I am all finished. Different segment. I, uh, I, I tried to look up what fictional character has killed the most people because we talked about the minions. Oh, that's a great, and, and, and how many a great story. Uh, uh, great question. I tried. It's really hard to look up. The, the best answer I could get was Dracula simply because the story has been around for so long. Hundreds and hundreds of years. And so many different iterations have been made. He has ostensibly killed thousands upon thousands of people. Okay. That makes sense. Got to stay young, baby. And yeah. my last one is uh, the difference between latkes and hash browns, Tyler. Do you know? Religion? Is it interesting? No, your opinion is incorrect. Latkes are not just potatoes. Uh, hash browns, unless you get them smothered and covered, are strictly potatoes. Smothered and covered. La you know what I'm talking about. When you put like syrup and butter on them and stuff? No, Waffle House. It's like cheese or onions. There's a different name uh, for every yeah. ingredient. I, I don't need the fancy stuff. I just love hash browns by themselves. When was the last time you went to Waffle House? Oh, man, it's been years. So good. Yeah, we got Terrible. Yeah. Terrible. Yeah. So good. Yeah. Latkes made with... Grated potatoes, onions, eggs, flour. There's many more things in them. Love a latka, love a hash brown even right. more. That is week in review. Very nice. Got anything to say about that, Lenny, you ass? <laughs> Tyler, tell them how to get in touch with us. 
go to thoseguysyouhate.com and uh, and we've switched it around just a little bit. Just We made it a little bit more digestible. So jump on there and subscribe uh, in every which way. Um, please go to either YouTube or Instagram and find us at thoseguys underscore you hate or we're popping off on Twitter right now. You can find us there just at thoseguysyouhate. What do you mean we're popping off on Twitter? We're just putting videos up there like crazy. We're getting a lot of feedback on there. We're getting a lot of comments, a lot of likes. I love it. Yeah, or I guess I should say a lot of views, but you know, whatever, we'll take what we can get. We'll take whatever we can get. Great job, Tyler. Thank you. Uh, Per usual, I hope hope that we did okay on this one. Mm -hmm. I hope I did okay. You crushed. Thank you. What is the moral of the story? The moral of the story is when somebody's telling you about pedophilia, fucking listen, or any kind of crime. Don't. So, and, and this is kind of serious because there are a lot. Sounds very serious. There, I'm being serious. There are a lot of, and I'm sad to say this, a lot of parents out there where their child will admit that somebody else in the family has touched them inappropriately and to save face for the family, they will deny that child the truth and justice that they, that they deserve. Oh, a grandfather or so-and-so touched me. Oh, 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 you just imagined it. Yeah. Where, oh. No. Joyce Meyer, whom I love, is like a family member to me. Her, I mean, speaks about her father molesting her mm-hmm. in in such a um, open way, casual way. Yeah. Not not to make light of it, but it's just part of her story. Sure, her mom actively turned her back on it because the family couldn't stand the embarrassment. Yep, yeah, that's exactly it. It's crazy. Public image over. Your loved one is just something that I can never understand. But I, th- I don't think you're doing that equation in your mind. I think it's just so hard for us to take in that information. It's such a, yeah. inc- I mean, it's fate worse than death. It's so hard to digest. It's sure. It's hard to know what you would do in that situation. But you'd like to think you would do something. You know I would. What I, mean? I would like to think I never have to deal with that situation. God hope. Uh, Ryan, what's the moral of the story? Be kind to yourself this idea of Hmm. oh one more drink Uh, i i need one more Uh, let me oh i I smoked a little bit let me smoke just a little bit more to get where you got one more well let's uh (laughs) let's you know this thing uh even with this with this um this true crime story that i told that's sometimes you got to be kind to yourself you got to be gentle with your body you got to be kind to your liver um just try to be gentle on yourself and by that i am talking directly to me We are those guys eight. Be kind or we'll kill you. But when you do.